Welcome to the Latte and Foam podcast, hosted by Kayla and Yana, owners of Lovely Ink Otome Games, helping you to fall in love your way. To support our vision for a more interactive and customizable experience with Otome Games, check out our Ko-Fi account at www.ko-fi.com slash lovelyink underscore Otome. That's ko-fi.com slash L-O-V-E-L-Y I-N-C underscore O-T-O-M-E ko-fi.com forward slash lovelyink underscore Otome. This podcast was originally recorded in video format on YouTube. Visit youtube.com forward slash at latte and foam or check the show notes for a direct link to get the video experience. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back to the LNF pod. Okay. <laughs> I'm your camp counselor. I'm Kayla. I'm Yana. And we're here for our second episode today. It's going to be more structured. It's starting off like it so far. <laughs> yeah, so far you can tell. But we're actually going to have little chapters so you can skip these awful parts in the beginning that you don't want to yeah. see. We're going to start with Otome news. It's going to be hot topics from within the week. And then we're going to get into our main topic. And then we have a few more little segments after that for you guys. And at the very end of the show, we're going to get into comments from you guys and responding live. Speaking of the comments as well, too, we want to do on an upcoming video um, the our advice column, our tea with latte and foam. Um, so definitely leave questions below that you want on advice, just general questions about us anything and we'll answer them in our following videos yeah and we have some still from the last high tea that we did so we're going to be going back and answering those but yeah let's just get into the hot topics of the week for otome so the first hot topic is a gay drama that's coming out called love my pegasus and love my pegasus is going to stem from the um love 365 japanese version which is a hundred i think is a hundred stories of love or something a hundred scenes of love yeah Yeah, something like that and so essentially here's the synopsis of it because it's still a new game it's it's still not even fully out i think on on that one yet it's coming out with chapter batches and whatever but the premise is basically a otome maker she's a game maker and she makes an otome game and so she's dreaming of basically like the guy that she made this ideal guy that she created comes to life and she would date and how wonderful that would be and so it actually happens however the guy is not anything like the guy she scripted he's lazy he does not know what he's doing he's so all this so they basically are going to fall in love and it's now becoming a j-drama which is pretty huge yes that's huge for voltage i don't believe they've ever had a j-drama in the past and the game is called love my pegasus but the drama is actually called oshi no oji-sama or my fair prince and they're currently on episode six you can watch them on different streaming services i'm not sure exactly which ones Mm -hmm. or if there's an official one you can watch it on yet um but yeah it seems interesting to me i definitely want to check it out but speaking of that if any voltage game could be a drama which one would you pick and why okay if any voltage one could be a drama which one i would probably pick if uh, i don't want to say my favorite one i think the one that i feel like would be interesting would either be irresistible mistakes or kiss by the bat is bitter honestly really Okay, that's interesting. Mine would be totally different. I would pick like one of either Dreamy Days or um, Diary. If is it my first love diaries or something like that? Oh yeah. Those two I pick because I feel like it'd be a cute like first love, high school romance, childhood friends kind of a drama. Yours are like more like drama dramas. Yeah. That probably good. Well, yours is small mistakes isn't like drama drama. I like the office vibe, and I just want to see like that kind of like taboo of like we shouldn't date my coworker, but I am, and like it's these after hours. Plus, it starts off pretty risque like you slept with them the night before kiss by the baddest bitter i think i would just only like it because of the drama of it like how they would probably spin that up and working in real life when you get bought at an auction so i would totally want to see how that would go i would watch the dreamy days in west tokyo like that would be my first so then our next hot topic is there was a hashtag going around called hashtag ruby party come west and that was basically for a game company in Japan that are considered the originators of Otome. They came out with their very first one in 1994 for the NES. And that's what kicked off their most popular Otome series, the Angelique series. 
and people in Japan and everywhere really had been waiting for the next Angelique game to come out since the last one was in 2015. So as soon as that was announced this year, a lot of English players who had heard about the series started this hashtag to try and urge Ruby Party, which is the sect of this gaming company called Koei Tecmo in Japan. And yeah, they're just basically trying to get them to make it in English. So we have an official response. That's the update for this week. So a fan that knew Japanese really well, I believe, let me pull it up, actually wrote them and told them about the hashtag that was going around in the Western Otome community. And this is what Koei Tecmo responded. They said, thank you for using our product. We would like to inform you about the inquiries as follows. Thank you for your valuable opinions and requests. Please tell us what you receive from our customers and the voices of our overseas product fans. They're probably saying, please tell the overseas fans what we're telling you is probably what it actually said. We will inform the department in charge of what you have received and use it as a reference for future product development. Please note that we can't always promise to reflect this. The above is the information regarding the matter you've inquired about. So it's not like a great response. It kind of just seems like they were like, we're happy that you're interested. We can't promise that it'll happen, but we'll take it into consideration in the future. Yeah. Kind of a rough translation there, but. Odds are, to be honest too, just to like be transparent, they probably won't. At this point, they haven't. And so they've been out for a long time. And that's kind of like something that we were talking about too. There's actually a lot of games out there that are not localized and they just have been out for a long time, but there are a lot of fans for it and they just will not translate it. Yeah, we were gonna talk about that later, but we may as well just talk about it now. Cause we were wondering why, if they could make money in the Western market, why they would choose not to localize. And do you wanna give your opinion and then I'll give mine? I think that they just are not for it. Like they don't want to, and that's like crazy cause there's, there's money to be made in it, but they've stuck with this one formula. It's something that we noticed too, just doing market research. So f let's say that it's like, um, there's three of us in the American audience that want to get this game, like want this game being like localized, but only one of us is willing to pay. If you go into the Japanese or Asian market, all of them are willing to pay to get this game. And so they, they're standing, they're gonna make no money no matter what, versus here, that's only possible that we're gonna pay for it or somehow it's gonna get it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a much smaller market in the Western audience. Although it seems like we're growing so much and there's money to be made, it is a lot smaller than you would think. Like for example, example Voltage, actually when they moved into the Western market, that is when they became not profitable. They were profitable before, and they're currently still trying to get out of being not profitable, but their move to the West was quite rocky. It's expensive for localization, they had to hire people out here, and it's just, you can't have a full team like you can in Japan and operate. Like, it's just not <laughs> as profitable. Um, and also, they are just doing normal Ochime games, kind of like how we do, whereas the gotcha games are what seem to be making the more money <clears throat> yeah. in this market, for whatever reason. Whereas in the Japanese market, the traditional just pay for one thing and keep it is the more popular option. Yeah, and there are some companies too that they're just like anti-globalization, like they just won't do it. Cause they have, yeah. some parts of it I feel like it was because certain um, games didn't do well on like the console. So like PSP and Vita, I feel like were ahead of their time and right now would have been the time to release having that kind of console. Yeah, cause Nintendo Switch is super popular. But back but then it PS wasn't Vita was not popular in America And so they at all. came out with these games and they didn't do that well because not a lot of people here got them. And so they were like, why not? Why would we do the localization? So the final hot topic for this week's episode is Ikemen Prince Beauty and Her Beast was released two days ago, August 29th. And yeah, it's another gotcha game. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. Um, we wanted to just kind of pull up and see what people's first thoughts were. We haven't played it and yeah. don't really have interest to as it's a gotcha game. Yeah, because Ikemen is a really popular series, no? Yeah, the mo the one that I hear the most about is Ikemen Sengoku and that's not a gotcha game. Okay. So, and that one is like, kind of not our style because it's the ones where you're like in the Edo period oh, and all yeah. of that. You and I don't tend to gravitate towards that style where it's like more history. But yeah, so here, do you want to pull up the Apple one and I'll pull up Google? Yo. So on Google, the first one that comes up, two stars. I play Ikemen Sengoku because it's just a story and besides a couple of things you need to do to progress, it isn't a game. All these newer ones that need cards and all these weird demands just isn't for me. I wanted to like this game and all the games that came before it, but it's just too much work. Um, yeah, I read that it's collect exclusive cards and see, I just, 
that is kind of what we just mentioned earlier is that like they go and they come over and localize a game but but they see that the gotcha is the more popular mm-hmm. one so they're just gonna automatically do as it. a business move it seems like the right thing to do for them when they're like not sure if they're gonna be able to take off they just go the route that seems the most successful yeah there, i'm surprised that there are actually a few comments saying that they don't like that um the rest of the negative comments are just like glitches they probably had for at first starting um some people say their writing isn't up to par Oh yeah, if you guys have, if any of you have played it thus far in the last couple of days before we post this video or whatever, let us know if you've seen, like, what is your, like, ideal writing type? Like, what do you want to see out of a story? I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to know if you like more plot or if you prefer more romance scenes. Yeah, because um, what do you prefer? I think it depends. I think I like romance scenes, but I don't like to have, like, back-to-back sex scenes or anything like that. <laughs> um, but I do like more romance. I, I can tend to get bored if it's a little bit too plot-heavy. If I don't like the direction that they took it, I can get turned off pretty quickly. What yes. about you? That, I feel the same. So, okay, I like plot to get the story established of who the characters are. Mm-hmm. I like the romance to feel earned. Something that I don't like sometimes when they're like, it's more like, well, we like each other, and that's just, like, it makes the most sense because we're already on this route and it's like, uh, sure. Yeah, I'd like to know why. I don't really like when she just likes them right off of the bat at first. I don't like that either. Unless they're like chill, like if they're Childhood teenagers. friends, that's the accept. And teenagers too, yeah. yeah. Like like in, um, I want to say my- My last first kiss? Those kind of ones, it's like they had moments that they liked each other or stuff like that. So that makes sense when they like each other already, but I don't like with all right off the bat. Like he's so amazing. That reminds me, didn't somebody give us a comment that they didn't like? It was on Snow Kiss, how it's like they it's like they missed out on the whole part where you fell for the person or like they don't know about their past memories enough. Yeah. So they didn't like that. I actually like that. I like to slowly discover like what made them like each other and like yeah. about their past memories. Oh yeah, someone said too, because hero is a childhood trope and they're like Oh, it was about you hero. Missed That's what it the was. whole like when they liked each other, but for this, I think something that I like too, it, and it's and we are okay fully into what attributes, but I like the rebuilding of it. Like, I don't need to have yeah. the memories as long as you build it up enough, especially with like, that's what we focus on with Hero is like, oh, I want to see where we are as now. Like they've been broken up for years. Like that's, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think necessarily they need to see all of it. And I hate that like you missed out and like, don't let it be where they feel it's like, first of all. I'll say one game that does it kind of well in other than the back-to-back sex scenes. I'm not like an ultra fan of those is, in Kings of Very Taki Kozaki. Kings of Paradise? Yeah, they have, because you guys are childhood lovers, but you guys broke up, and then, like, you don't recognize him at first, and so you guys are building from there. Were you dating when you were teens, or was it you were just childhood friends who fell in love? No, you were dating as teens, and then okay. you broke up with, or you, he, like, disappeared, and you guys broke up. The only thing is, like, what gets in the way of, like, the building of it. I want to know other people's opinion on that game, too. There's so many sex scenes in that game, I'm just, like... Every it's a time. lot. We're naked. I just can't. I, I like it to feel earned. Like, I don't like it to just be like another day, another dollar. Hashtag we're banging. Like, that's yeah. literally how I feel. I, I know some people really like it and it gets really racy. But yeah. There's just times where I'm like, everything is like, oh, you made me dance. Like, you made me breakfast. Bang. <laughs> oh, you're going to work. Let's have sex. Like, it's crazy. And it goes too far. I prefer when they like tease you and then it's like, oh, oh yeah. now we have to go away. Like, we can't have sex I, right now. <laughs> I, I don't know. Have you ever seen that movie? Um, Ten things I hate about you. Yes. Okay, remember the principal who's like writing erotic novels? Yes. That's what I think of the whole time. You're like engorged. I think about that every time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Some people did comment on ours that they wish there was more like sex scenes or something like that. Now, because we, I think we only have one or two each route. We're gonna add more. I just think that. It but has, I, I don't know. I wish people just like okay. So like maybe in season two. It not yet. Yeah, not. Yeah, in season two, it'll make more sense that they have sex more often. But like, okay, although other than Kyosuke, because Kyosuke, it's like he's like on and popping, constantly like ready to do it. Yeah, every day. But I feel like I know that we always talk about ourselves, but like we have to write sex scenes and then read them to each other and be like, you guys have to understand (laughs) the levels that our friendship has gotten to. I have to like tell him like, yeah, he was. Yeah, whenever I write something, I have her read it and then I like leave the room. Oh yeah. Or I hide. The other day when you were like, you better not be cheating and reading the screen as I'm typing. Yeah, I went into another document because I was like, no. (laughs) Especially when I'm not finished with it yet, because it's like I might write something and hate it and like you saw it. (laughs) Or when I have then we we did have I got I gave you my switch to read like Kings of Paradise to see like to the same caliber and you're like, it's weird because it's your name and I was like Oh yeah, I had to read a full sex scene where the whole time he was like Yana. I was like, what is this? What did I sign up for today? 
Um, but yeah, kind of went on a tangent there. Sorry, that's what we do. <laughs> but let us know in the comments what you like. So let's get into the main topic of the show, which are Otome localizations that have happened for the Nintendo Switch specifically, not mobile. Um, I don't think there are a lot of mobiles coming out. Anyways, but this is the most that we've ever gotten as far as localizations on a console in a single year. There's seven or eight. So we're just gonna go through. I'm gonna read the synopsis. Her and I are gonna watch the trailer off screen and then we're gonna give our commentary. Yeah. So the first one is called Lover Pretend. We actually kind of looked at this trailer together before, so we might not even need to watch it again. Um, but it says, Chiyuki lives alone, spending all of her time studying for university and doing part-time work. She has two dreams in life, to become a script writer, also a dream of her late mother, and to find her father, whom she's never met. Chiyuki lands a job as an assistant to a scriptwriter for a film that the sons of the drama staff are making. She searches for information while working her new job, but in a twist of events, ends up cast in the role of their love interest. This is a pretend love role, not true love. Can Chiyuki create a script about fake lovers while not knowing anything about falling in love herself? So this one we watched together. Yeah. And then I also watched a review on it from somebody who played it in Japanese. Um, her name is Resting Peachface here on YouTube. You should check her out if you're into Ojime stuff. But yeah, it seems like it's going to be really lighthearted compared to console games. Yeah, because it seems like, okay, from what I got when we watched it too, it was like she's she's filling in her mom's footsteps. She's going to be like in this acting world and you get to meet guys and as you're acting, you're like falling in love for real. And I think that's not, some of the other ones that are on the Switch, they get really dark. So I like, think that one is kind of cute. Yeah, there's no big supernatural drama. I'm really interested to play this one. I think I'm just going to wait for it to come out. I was going to get it in Japanese to play it, but... I feel like oh, I would yeah, just wait. True. We could get it in Japanese. It's gonna come out soon though. I, it doesn't have the dates here. Maybe I should look that up so I can give it to you guys. Yeah, I think I'm gonna wait for it too. I just like, cause that seems more like one that you would play in your leisure. Yeah, casual. So I think sometimes when I want She did mention the Japanese was like pretty easy too. Yeah, I feel like when I'm doing the Japanese, I just like I want a challenge and I want to be like focused on it. I'm not able to find the release date. Maybe it's just announced right now. When did the, when did the Japanese one come out? Not that long ago, no, yes, it's probably like, like 2020. It's still probably in the process. Oh no, it came out in 2021, March. So, yeah, so it's probably gonna be 2022 when that one comes not out. Because we did research, so like, just to do background, when we are doing research, when we're gonna plan to localize, it's not a very quick turn. Like, not that it can't be a quick turnaround, but for a game of that caliber, it's gonna take a couple months. Yeah. And you have to edit and then add anything else, and that's a long game. So there's no way that they're just like, yup. Yeah, this one's definitely shorter in comparison to other games, so I think 2022 is possible for it. Yeah, so but yeah. I'm going to talk about later this after we're done going over the ones that are getting localized. I do want to talk about the difference between localization and translation because people like do tend to get antsy about it and they're like, why can't you just one-to-one -one translate? I'm like, that's not how it works. Yeah, we, I mean, we can talk about it now. Okay, um, so before we just give like the full opinion, something that I've seen, I see it on Twitter more often than not, is that like sometimes people will be like, I don't get why, say even with mangas too, like why they don't just... Why it takes them so long to translate or how come episodes are behind why we can't get them both at the same time so or like it's not that hard to translate them it is because you're not just saying one or the other like it's not one to one yeah translating is just the process of getting the general meaning from it whereas localization is actually making it sound and look pretty for a new audience or region yeah that makes sense like we say kichi joji but really that's west tokyo and that's the difference like i can't i yeah can a localizer it. would probably change it to west tokyo after research whereas here if you're just translating you would just write kichi joji if that makes sense yeah so i mean it's not a big deal i just always think about that like people are like it's a, it is a very long process and it's it's your, expensive too because we've been looking into localizing for our game yeah. that's another thing people are like oh if you guys know japanese why can't you just localize it yourself you're like i went to university and my focus was on localization and you are never going to be hired unless you are fluent in the language that you're going into you're yeah. only hired to get it in localized into english you could never do it the other way around because yeah. you're just not you're not fluent and you're not native yeah that's what that's something that we go and it's it's just we're still even learning day to day like I know when I looked at things prior, like way before, and then I'm like, oh, that's what I thought I meant. And then later on, I was like, ew, like, why did I think it could mean that way? Why wouldn't I translate it this way? You know what I mean? Teams yeah. change. I hate looking back at my old Brothers Conflict videos where, like, uh, wrong. where there's like a teams of people, and it is, it is a very hefty, like, project. I think 
we just, just for our main stories, it's 300,000 words. Yeah. 300,000 words, and that's how they and break it down. each word is, like, what? Like, 11 cents or something like that? Yeah, that was, like, the the middle ground is 10 cents. I think for the ones that we liked was, like, 15 cents. So, the next one that's going to be localized is called Paradigm Paradox. Is that how you say that word? Paradigm? Paradigm. Um, it says it's the year 25XX, so like 500 years into the future practically, a world where mankind lives only in isolated colonies. The protagonist, a student at the academy, is bored with the drudgery of everyday life, day-to-day -day existence untouched by gossip about heroes and vermin, the enemy of mankind, and unnoticed by the good-looking guys at the academy. I feel like that just came in out of nowhere. One night, she slips out of the dormitory and encounters colony-invading vermin, landing herself in danger. Four girls suddenly appear and repel the vermin with miraculous abilities. The protagonist decides to work as a hero, leading a busy life as both a student and a champion of justice. But why is it that she has more opportunities to talk to the good-looking guys everyone is whispering about? What was their secret? And what is the enemy's true identity? This seems like a classic console game. Like, convoluted plot. It sounds like it's a mix between like Metro PD and Sailor Moon. Okay, what do you think after watching the trailer? I think I'm more confused on what the game is. Yeah, it seems like it's more slice of life than the synopsis led on, just because it was them at school and like eating and just hanging out. Yeah, that it didn't get like as to say like we're fighting the vermin. Like, okay, I don't, I don't know. It looks cute, I'll say that. I don't know, I think I'm just more, I guess I would have to see it, like play it to understand. This is the second trailer in a row with primary colors all over the place. Yeah, it definitely gives me Sailor Moon vibes. What I thought when I read the synopsis, I don't know what I, like I don't know what I thought I was gonna see, but then what I saw was just like, it seemed like it's like a nice school life, but she also secretly does, which then yes, just only gives me Sailor, Sailor Moon, Moon vibes. vibes. Yeah. <laughs> vibes. Okay. So, Kimiwa Yukima ni ko English titles pending. Koinigao. It's hard when it's Romanized because I need to see like the kanji to know what that means. Anyways, the first year of the Kyoho era, the land is ruled by the eighth shogun Tokugawa Yoshimune. I'm not gonna like it, I can already tell because it's like olden times. Repeated incidents caused by monsters in, in the, the town Edo. of Edo, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. and Tokugawa upset and frightened the people so the tokugawa shogunate establishes uh, i'm like so not interested in it <laughs> oni wabantu like public order and secure the town seasons passed to year 11 of the kyoho era a girl in the village far from edo has the power to see a black thread before every cat catastrophe and the panicked villagers drove her away in the snowy mountains one day a young man who's an oni waban Obi-Wan Kenobi appears before her. This is a story in which a girl encounters non-humans and learns about love. Yeah, I honestly don't think that either of us would get into I was that. I burned by Hakuoki, so... I like the snow vibes, I like the little song, but it just seems kind of dark and heavy. It seems really intense. Okay, so then we have Pio Fiore 1926, so that's just a follow-up to the first Pio Fiore game. Yeah, and if you don't know, if you have not heard of Pio Fiore, really what it is is that you are, it's 1926, you are in Berlin, you're in Italy, the middle, like a very small part of Italy, and you were raised by nuns, your parents are dead, and basically you find out that the mafia is all around you and they are basically about to come to a head. You are the key maiden or a key piece to it, and essentially, um the all of them want a piece of like what to, to hold over the church somehow and so basically this is now the follow-up if whoever you end up with um essentially then you can go on with them and it's right before world war ii starts so yeah and this yes. is just a follow-up to that so we're probably not going to react to that one just because it's i played that game it's nothing new and those were access-led games which also entails idea factory sometimes or to me too yeah, there, I mean, there's other people involved, but those were announced by the company Axis, so it yeah. seems like they were the leaders in that, but Idea Factory was part of the team. Now, these last couple of games are Idea Factory announced, so they're led by Idea Factory, and we have some thoughts on Idea Factory-led games in general. But first, we have Cupid Parasite. Oh, look, it's like colorful again. But, like, if it's modern era, we're gonna do bright colors. Do you want to read this one? Um, okay, so it says, Welcome to Cupid Corporation, located in the glitzy and trendsetting metropolis of Los New York Corp Cupid. Corporation is a daring marriage agency. That sounds interesting. Known for its style and success rating. As Cupid Corp's top bridal advisor, our heroine consults the city most in vogue singles to make their wildest romantic dreams come true. Matchmaking's like a new thing. Yeah, but she has one secret she can never share. 
and that is her true identity is Cupid, a descendant from Celestia, sent here from the on a heavily heavenly mission. Sorry. One day, Lynette's boss summons her, her to his office and offers her promotion if she can do one challenging task, which is handling the matchmaking and thus the fates of the infamous Parasite Five. It's it's a good concept, a really good concept. It just seems more like it, the setup is the same way that like the Bachelor and stuff are. So it's like that's why you're matchmaking with all of them. Yeah, I just wonder how that translates into you being with one of them. But yeah, it kind of also goes against what we're gonna say about Idea Factory because it, it actually does seem different for them for once. Like Idea Factory games in the past, I haven't seen them do like a modern concept like this, like ever. Um, this next one on the list is a another one in the Edo period. So I'm gonna skip it. <laughs> no. And then there's a mystery title that they said they're going to release, which I don't know. Honestly, Cupid Parasite seems the most interesting of all of the ones that we've saw seen today to me. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I'm gonna, I think it seems interesting. I'm gonna buy the game, honestly. Yeah, to I am fair, too. I'm gonna buy so many of them. I just don't. Probably this one and Lover Pretend are the only ones that I'd be planning to buy. You know the other one that technically they are on like a reality show things is um. Uchino Pre, the game, the app, that's what they're supposed to be on, is you're filming the reality show. Oh. Like, day-to-day -day location. In a sense. Like, it's not... No offense, it's not really done well, but... Yeah, I played <laughs> it and I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, <laughs> it just seems like a smaller part of the... Like, just like a like a plot device. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. not... Ex there. So theirs is harder to execute because it's really not about romance in any way. Whereas I can see, I want to play just to understand like where the romance gets involved and how she goes from one of them. Because then what happens to the other ones? Yeah, they do they pair up with other people? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like that's something that I'd want to see. Like if you are going to do that, like the, in general, not that it's a bad concept. I just would like to see it all fleshed out. Like, okay, so you fall for one, but what about the others that you're supposed to matchmake for? Because that's our whole point, right? Yeah, I, they haven't. They didn't really say clearly what the show was going to be. Is it you? Is it just showcasing their personalities that so somebody would want to fall for them? Because it said surrounding the daily lives of this Parasite Five. It didn't say that there would be other women on the show. Yeah. So and I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So it's like their daily lives. It, it, and you think about it, like there's these like these houses that happen in like K-pop or stuff or like whatever. I know the manga that I've been reading, the the, the one that's a Chinese ma manga, not mafia, was a Chinese mafia, Chinese manga where they basically, they have the two actors like living together day to day to make them more dateable and like the girls like them and stuff. Like want to see what their concept is and is it focused around that or like how does it go? Yeah, or is it people getting eliminated? Do the guys get eliminated and there's only one left? So I think that's a super interesting con con concept for Idea Factory. But what that does lead me into our next one. So aside from that one, and I want to say the one where like the actor one, something that I'd like to talk about is the typical Idea Factory. All the Idea opinions. Factories that are currently out right now, out right now. We want to talk about our opinions on those ones. Yes. So do you want to go first or do you want to? I'll say what I what I don't like about them, and then maybe you can say what you don't like about them. It might be there might be some overlap, but I'm sure it won't yeah. be exactly the same. For me, they always use the exact same voice actors, and the art always looks identical. And it's not that the art is bad, and I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing to have like cohesive art across the platform, because obviously Voltage doesn't have cohesive art, and that's something we've said we don't like. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it just gets kind of like you some of the guys just start looking the same um and then also it's they're always extremely long and they're convoluted and that's what i don't like about the idea factory games is it's always the same thing long convoluted same voice actors exact same art and to me it's just getting stale so i'm excited to see that they have like cupid parasite and then lover pretend which is more by axis but still those two actually seem lighter fluffier and a little bit different in the art direction. What what do you have to say? Like, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so I don't particularly think that, I like that there's the same art style in general because it's the same company and I don't like that. What I don't like, I do agree, I don't like the same voice actors across the board. The reason why is because when I like it, if I like a character, like, I like the way that he sounds. I don't necessarily want to hear him as another character that I don't feel like fits. Yeah, I guess for me, like the art thing isn't as big of a deal, but in combination with the voice, it can feel like you're romancing the same guy twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The voice thing, it just, so like when I played um, Code Realize, there's this character named MP and he's an MP and he's not my favorite character, but 
Then I heard him in P.O. Forty as Gilbert, who is like the the Gilbert unlockable Red. guy. And I just, I'm like, I can't take him serious because MP is this like comical, like funny kind of di- like dingbatish character. And Gilbert's like a, a mafia head. So it's like, I can't see it as the same. And then it takes away. And his vocal tone is the same. It's the exact same. There's no change. And wow. something else I don't like is that it is to me formulaic. You have four characters and there's always one character that you absolutely can't play until you do the other one. An unlockable, like a fifth and final character. And I don't know if it's for if it bothers you, but it does bother me that the details in each storyline are not the same, and it aggravates me. So, like for me, in Pio Forte, and I don't want to give too many. So, the character his name is Orlock. Orlock plays he's either a traitor on the side of each that like, just changes without the story, and then there's one very huge thing that he does in his route. But apparently doesn't do it in all the other routes, which doesn't make sense to me. And it's like a key point to his whole life. And it's like, and then and who his lineage is is very important, but not in any of the route, which throws me off because it's like the main story. There is is a main storyline. There's one villain. There's like a common route. Yeah. There's one there. Um, there's one yeah common route that has similar. Each detail is similar in, in all of them. But it doesn't make sense because things change so drastically. I don't like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't, I think because I haven't played as many Idea Factory games as you, I can't really speak to like the actual nitty gritty plot and endings to them. Because when I do, I just get so bored and it takes so long that I maybe only play one player, like one character. So I don't really get to see that where they have messed up. Yeah. Um, But I do like the idea of having a common thread and you just finding out more of the pieces as you play each character, and by the time you play the fifth character, then you know the real tea of what's going on in the story. I like that, but I don't yeah. like it to change from route and to And I route. don't think that Gilbert needed to be this. The one who I think she should have been, like, the one that you can't play until you play everyone else, to me, is Dante. The I, way they go in about that story makes the least amount of sense that it's Gilbert and the most sense that it would be Dante, but that's me. On another note, like in that one, you ha- you make choices and you end up on somebody's route, right? It's not that you choose. No, yeah, you just have to choose. And I didn't even know whose route I was on until it, like until I think chapter like two, and I was like, damn, I didn't, I didn't want to choose him first. Yeah, see, in Amnesia, the one that I've played in its entirety, the only one that I've played in its entirety, you get to choose. Like, you choose which world you're going to go into. Yeah, and I agree, too, and with you said, I think they are very long. You have to have some time for these games. These are not games that you just pick up and you're like, I'm going to play for the day. You are playing these routes because there's multiple endings. I had the bad ending, like, three times, and I was sick. (laughs) I was like, you know what? And you can't do until you can't. There's certain choices that don't unlock until you get to one person's route. And I don't like that. Yeah, I was playing Caller X Malice and I just couldn't even finish it. Because it was like hours and hours of content I've already uploaded. And I don't yeah. even think I'm halfway through that route. Also something I, I hated in it. There's character assassination. And that's what I didn't like also too. The changing details. What happens in one guy's route. This other guy does something and it's just like. Oh, Makes him seem evil. I just don't like. I don't like character assassination. That's why I don't like. There's when there's like. Um, one of the games in Voltage. Not to like always go back to Voltage. In in your arms tonight the character assassinate her husband but he's a route and so like if you yeah. play his first you almost would be like why would i ever play that guy yeah and the same thing with that the other one the very first one that my juliet or something like that oh yeah there's one with juliet in the title and in that they character assassinate her fiance so it's like you never want to play his route and i don't like that so they do that in these ones um cafe Chante is a little bit lighter i'll say that one that one's one of the lighter but it's ones still extremely far. long right i haven't played through all of it yet so i don't know what could possibly happen but it's to me it's the same thing you know that there's a secret route there's amongst the other five guys that are there then there's all the, the bad tragic end all of it is the same like and then it's four guys have to play first to get this middle one and he's like the best one and then it's it's just not you don't expect anything and it's a deep dark crazy thing you're this key piece yeah you're always thing. the key to everything like in code realize you're she has this like um i don't know how to pronounce it it's like hologorium or something well you have like a secret sibling or a secret family member or something like that I really don't like how they make the MC like the center of the entire universe. I don't know if that's just like a personality thing for me. I don't, I prefer to just be a normal person and like happen to fall in love. I don't like it where it's like, because then it's almost like, do they love you because of you or do they love you because you're literally the key to the whole universe? And that's the only reason why you've met, like there would have been no other way. I think, so like, 
Okay, yeah, like in Pio Forte, like the reason why Dante even goes over all the time, it's because he promised to protect her all the time, but they would never have talked. Yeah. And in Code Realize, they're after you for your, like, what's in your chest. Like this whole piece that's in whatever. Um, I, what's that another one I've played? Um, um, just all of them. I feel like they're just, to me, the same. And that's something I don't, I'm like, oh, I know exactly how these storylines are going to go. We start to feel a formula. I just don't want to do that. Let us know if you guys feel that way about the existing Idea Factory games or the ones that you happen to play from them. And it kind of sucks just because they're literally the only company that makes console games. Yeah. So it's just a lot. Yeah, because the only ones that I've seen come out outside of that is like Buster Fellows. So Best of Bells is the first mean one that I've seen come out that wasn't Idea Factory. Yeah. A lot of people have played it. I'm going to be very transparent. I am not been hooked into it yet. Yeah. Personally. I could kind of tell because usually if you had, if you would have liked it, you would have been talking about it more to me just, and you haven't because I already told you I'm not going to play it. So I, Really? I'm not going to. Oh. No. I didn't hear you tell me that. I thought maybe I Oh, I, cause I think it's because before I said that I was going to play it, but after like reading a few reviews on it and stuff, I just like didn't interest yeah. me anymore it felt too have it felt too plot heavy for me again i guess maybe i do like more romance than plot because and i like more i like a mix but i can see you are i i can understand why though that's the whole reason you play an ultimate game right because yeah romance. yeah i i wish i would have found those games when i was younger because then i would have had time to like get into these plots but i like plot when i feel like it's neat necessary so like i feel like you can't just instantly fall in love so you need plot to back up something like there's all these things happening and it pushes closer to be in love. And I love the romance. I love being the sweet names you call somebody. I like all of those. Are my like side stories because there's so much more romance than anything. Yeah, specials are definitely the best. But, like when I think about it, like my favorite Otome game is Dreamy Days in West Tokyo and that game doesn't have plot. That's my favorite game. Oh, there's no plot. plot about that. Trust me. <laughs> oh yeah, our next episode is going to be centered around Dreamy Days in West Tokyo, by the way. But yeah, so I, but I, when I played Bust of Fells, I don't feel so enthralled and intrigued by it where I'm like, I want to... Which, I think that's what makes me not want to play it too, because if you're not even interested in it, like yeah, because you know, like I do like plot, like that's why I'm hell into Persona is the plot. Yeah, I like plot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I like the plot in Persona, but I just can't. Like I've tried, I've played it for like hours, and I'm just like I'm not that entertained by it enough yet. But I already spent the money. So you I'm only have gonna... so much time in your life too, and to just play something that's not hooking you, it's just yeah. Like I'm more interested in playing like Ace Attorney. I love that game. I yeah, don't talk about that all the time, but I just am not. A lot of times so they gravitate towards more of like the mobile games too over console games because the console can be kind of heavy for me to hold. I have like the bigger. I feel like you just yeah, you do. I need to I get even, the light. I just feel like if you don't have, you just have to have a lot of time, and we don't all the time. So it's like to get into a game that is going to take. If they said that there's sort of eighty hours of playing time, and I'm like, oh, yeah. It's just a lot. <laughs> That's too much. Yeah, like, who has 80 a, hours? I don't know if it's a bad game. I just, I have not, have not been hooked into it yet. Yeah. There's times though, when you find a good game, even though you don't have time, somehow you let it control your whole life. Like anytime you have a second, you're playing that game That's, and that just not bust fellows for you. That was us with, um, <laughs> <laughs> Story of Seasons. We had no time to be playing Story of Seasons. We took a whole month off playing Story of Seasons because we could not stop. I couldn't. I couldn't put it down. <laughs> like it was insane. That's when you know you found a, a good game. Yeah. But speaking of like games that we're playing in our personal time and that like just kind of casually playing, it's yeah. more voltage games. Like what voltage game are you playing right now on your own? Okay, it's an it's a, lo- a newer localized game. It's an older voltage game. It's called Forget Me Not My Love. So the plot synopsis about it is is that the one that looks like Konami, right? Yes. Yeah. So that's the guy I'm playing. It's basically the game is where you um, were involved in an accident and you forgot all your memories. You wake up in a hospital and these three guys, the doctor your coworkers and another guy are saying that they're all your fiance, but you don't remember who really truly is your fiance. And there's one more guy. He is a monk at a temple who you grew up with. His name is Kinchin. I'm playing that guy right now. And he basically does helps the his cousin who's a detective to solve like crimes around the town and stuff. Mm. And he's pretty hot. I like his character design. What I will say right now, it's like kind of slow. Is it kind of, not enemy slovers, but didn't you say he said something like, I don't like you? Yeah, it's more like he, okay, so essentially because you're trying to remember all of your memories and something I will say that I appreciate about this is that one thing that Voltage has done where they've like had amnesia and then it's like three weeks pass by and you're like, I remember everything. Yeah, it's always over in like three weeks. With this one, she can't remember. So he's like, stop trying so hard to remember. Like if you don't remember, you don't remember. 
And the only thing is, she's like, I have a job. Like, I can't really have to do my job. And he's like, forget it. So he basically is saying, like, I'm a monk and that's my life. And me doing this side thing is also my life. So I don't have time for romance. I'm not really interested in falling in love with you. I'm just being a good person. And what chapter are you on where he still feels that way? Six. <laughs> wow, okay. That's pretty pretty deep into it to still feel that way i think the one person here's what i do i have questions and tell me if i'm crazy like i the questions that i have go through my mind that i need to always know is what happens if she regains her memories but he, she's on this rock it's never going to be kinchi and i'll say that it can't be him i thought about that right away because i played the prologue in japanese because i was just wanted to because i kind of knew the plot from her so i thought it would be easier for me to understand um and it was really interesting but the first thing i thought and you and i texted about this was like what happens if she wakes up and it's not the right person so now she's in love with somebody else but remembers that she's in love with another person too right and how would they write that off because if again the i don't i don't want any spoilers because i'm still playing kinchin and i assume kinchin is never one of them that she was engaged to so she's just going to give up her relationship with someone else who's now devastated and how is that fair to them like they're unless they assassinate their character but in that case why would you ever play their route so it's yeah. like a lose-lose oh and also when you think about it too it's like okay she has this whole like where like i think her parents are dead it has her as her grandpa but like what would you do like if you realize you also are in love with someone else like how is it fair that their heart is broken in that and how or, would they write it too that the other guys possibly are the true one that you're engaged to i just thought of something what if you really weren't engaged to any of them so then they're all bamboozling you but that's a yeah that's another character assassination but maybe there's some kind of reason that they were doing that i don't know we'll have to see because maybe on the net by our next episode you can update maybe yeah, you'll have finished it yeah that's all i was thinking about but yeah so which one are you playing I'm also playing one of the older ones that came back because, you know, we don't do Love Choice and we've played like every other you Voltage game. <laughs> ever see me do Love Choice. It's called A Date With Yesterday. In Japanese, it's called like Time Skip or something like that. Um, the only route that's out right now is the actual angel that helps turn back time for you named Michael. Um, so that's who I'm playing. But basically, the premise of the game is you're at your friend's wedding and you catch the bouquet and everyone kind of starts reminiscing on why you're not married yet because it's been a while and you've had so many possible love interests in your life. There's a guy you liked back at university. There was a guy you were dating that was a coworker. You dated your boss at a point. And all of those ended in regret for you. Regret. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, you like kind of regret what happened with them and you could see yourself with any of them. So basically you get, because of how you're feeling and you kind of, I think you wish on a star or something like that. Yeah. The angel, Michael, kind of like Archangel Michael, he comes down and is like, I will send you back to any time period you want so that you can make it happen with one of these potential love interests. And with him, obviously you choose that you don't have any regrets. So that's what I chose. And then I ended up on his route. I love Lord Brutus. Yes. He has this little bird. We'll put pictures on the screen named Lord Brutus and he's just the most adorable thing ever. I really like Michael's personality. I haven't seen another route have his personality. I'm sure that there are, but I just haven't played them where he's like really outgoing and eccentric. Oh yeah. I can't really think of any other voltage guys like him. And I liked the route. When I got to chapter six, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like where this is going. Cause they go back into time and they're like stuck in the Edo period. And obviously that's not my jam. Like we've already talked about a bunch of times. <laughs> so I was like, ugh. But once I got over that, I really liked the progression. And I'm on chapter 11, I want to say, and it's going really well. And it seems really interesting. I don't want to give too many spoilers, but I would recommend his route. Yeah, the only thing I would honestly comment on is I feel like he's the one that you would release last, not first. Yeah, we talked about that. We were like, why would they release him first? Because it seems like kind of like the hidden route, like the last thing that you would do. Another weird thing is his chapter one is basically a second prologue that's the exact same as the first prologue. So that was kind of jip and weird. There's no <laughs> need to rewrite it. It literally was no need at all. Um, and there's a couple of things wrong with the writing. Like there's two points that I want to bring up. One, Brutus was missing and then he appears in a CG. And then as soon as the CG has gone, they're like, where's Brutus? And they don't find him for like another few hours. So it's like somewhere the lines got crossed and somebody just decided to put him in the CG without knowing that he was supposed to be missing. So that's one. Two, whoever translated it, and I know that whoever translates Voltage Games, 
they tend to take some liberties, you know, which sometimes can be really funny. Like there's a moment with one of our friends that says sketchy AF, sketchy AF. No, it didn't say that in Japanese. I know for a fact, but it was funny <laughs> in that moment. But right before, like you guys are about to have a sweet moment together and like confess your love to each other. She says he's being a butthead. And I know that's not what I said in Japanese. And the term butthead grossed me out so much. I had such an aversion to it. I shot off the game. <laughs> so, that's where I'm at. I didn't know where that was going. <laughs> I had such an aversion. I was like, why would she say that? Like, I'm sure it just said he's being irritating or something like that. And she decided to take the liberty and say the word butthead. Ugh, I didn't like it. It was I, such a turnoff. That's crazy. What did we talk about the other day where like something was like such a turnoff in a game where we're like, I stopped playing altogether? Uh, what was it? I don't remember, but that's happened to us before where I was like, it was so poorly done that I just stopped playing. Like I couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. And like I don't remember certain that. things. Oh, another point about both of the games we're playing is the backgrounds and the sprites are like when they're far away are super grainy. And I know for a fact they have those um, backgrounds at least in high quality because they're in other games looking crisp as ever. So I think they were really lazy in like porting these over. And also they could have got some tracks composed for the love of God. I hate playing games <laughs> in silence. It's awful. Isn't there a line in the game like, wish I had some background music? Yeah, oh, I sent you a screenshot. I'll put it on the screen. But he was like, if only I had some background music here. I'm like, yeah, if only. Yeah, I don't like that either. It's like, and I used to be, remember you used to tell me that I was like, psychopath for not listening to the background music when you told me that you turn off the background I music i was just like especially dreamy days like i love that soundtrack so the fact that you like had turned it off i was just like yeah i don't always do <laughs> i don't always listen to music i'm gonna just read it's but... like how you drink water without ice it's concerning i don't drink soda with ice either fun fact that's even more concerning i just don't i don't like doing it I don't like it at room temperature. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> okay. I'm not a psychopath who's like, I love warm liquids. Like, <laughs> My mom does something. <laughs> that sounded bad. My mom does something even more psychopathic. And it's after she finishes drinking a Coke. And you know how there's like a little bit left, like kind of stuck on the ice cubes or whatever. She pours water over it because she likes the taste of water with just a hint of like leftover whatever she was drinking before. Ew. That's so disgusting. That's gross. <laughs> okay, my mom, just to go and give equal cringe, my mom eats ricotta and jello. Together? Together. I don't want to get sick. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like I'm going to get sick. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, I'm sorry. Cottage cheese. That's worse. It's, um, I think they're both disgusting, but that's Ricotta is like the fancy version. Like, I only use ricotta. <laughs> but I, I just think wanted to clear that up. So she's not even fancy about it. <laughs> she's just... <laughs> she's just out in these streets. She's just ghetto for that one. Oh, God. They be gross. My sister sometimes puts honey on her pizza, and I'm like, y'all make me sick. What's going on with your family? Don't eat, you don't eat weird things. I don't eat weird things. I don't even eat normal. Like, people are like, I love caramel, and I'm like, eh. Oh, I hate caramel. I hate pie, hate and I've never had a pie in my life. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I just know I'm not going to like it. Nothing what? sounds good when you're like crust and pie. I just don't like it. We had a full conversation for like 30 minutes about how foods made solely of meat are disgusting. Oh my God. I yes. almost went vegan. Because <laughs> we were like, people just eat meatloaf. Like, here's a loaf of meat. <laughs> it's like a bread loaf, but it's like, imagine picking up a bread loaf and you're like, ooh, yum, yum, yum. It's meat. It's just fully meat. Like I just so baked you some fresh sauce meat. on top of it. Which looks like blood, which is disgusting. And then there's meat cakes. Oh, here's a meat cupcake for you. <laughs> a ball of meat. Ew. Like, people eat meatballs. Like, people just eat that. Oh. And I just can't. What was the other thing that we had? We're like, <laughs> it's like a. People, I think the worst one is when people eat meat cakes and like, I also have cheese on it. I'm just like, Bleh. Oh, yeah. We were like, if you just have meat and then you just put like cheese on top, like, that's. And it's like, yes, that's cheeseburgers, but. And like, yes, we eat cheeseburgers sometimes, <laughs> but it's just. Like, yes, we're hypocrites, but. Just a big meat patty to me just seems weird. Because that's, isn't that what they do in Japan when they have hamburger steak? It's literally just a patty of meat. <laughs> yeah, it is. We like steak though, and that's literally I just love, meat. <laughs> I love steak. I don't know, there's like exceptions to the rules, but meat loaf isn't It sounds one. disgusting. You know, and it's just like, if you've ever seen the show Mr. Meaty, like that's your life. <laughs> Should I give us away? No. Okay. You just did by saying that. So, okay, I just want to say, it's quick story time. I don't know if we were depraved for like a couple weeks when we were younger. It was more than a couple weeks. Well, whatever. <laughs> but 
There is this show on Nickelodeon, and it's the most disgusting, vile show. It's so vile. It's called Mr. Media. We were like hooked. We that were show. obsessed. Like so we like, would get off school and be like, "Let's turn on Mr. Media." Run home and go watch Mr. Media. Thinking about it like makes me want to cry. The characters were so gross looking. So if you, we would watch it just like with our eyes sparkling, like oh my god, so it's like <laughs> Mr. puppets. Media. They're puppets, and they work at this disgust. They work at the mall at this disgusting meat place. <laughs> we used to crack up at it. Like, and think it's so shit. funny and we re-watched it like a couple of weeks ago dead silence i we were just to throw up <laughs> we were like oh the dude had a tapeworm and it was disgusting oh my gosh and they have this game on nickelodeon.com that was where you could apply to basically be working there and we would just go for hours trying to get the manager position yeah we're like we want to be managers of mr <laughs> me <laughs> what are our goals in life Oh, it was so bad. So yeah, that was that's that tangent of life. Um, <laughs> Nowadays, we watch much different things in our free time, if that was a segue. Currently, we're watching Inuyasha. Yes, Inuyasha is one of my top five favorite animes, and I think it might be number one. So if you've never seen Inuyasha, Inuyasha is about two characters, Inuyasha, <laughs> a half-dog demon, and um, Kagome, a girl from a Nork. She was from a current time frame. And essentially, it's sent around the Shiko Jewel. Kagome, on her 15th birthday, falls into this enchanted well. And she's transformed back to the feudal era of Japan. And she comes across this boy with dog ears on a tree. And she takes out this sacred arrow that's binding him there for the last 50 years. And that starts their adventure. And she accidentally shatters the Shiko Jewel. So they go on this adventure together to find the, the shard of the Shiko Jewel. So that Inuyasha says he can become a full-fledged demon, but along the way they kind of fall in love. And you find out about his ex, who's this girl Kikyo, who I hate. Yeah, immediately when he comes like back to, he thinks that Kagome is Kikyo. Because she said it looks like her. I personally don't think they, they look don't look alike. Well. Like every woman in the show looks like. If that's yeah, the case. So that's and along the way they make friends like Shippo, um, Moroku, Songo, and then his brother. As everybody knows, Sushomaru lures Sushomaru because they're both princes of this great dog demon, and they all just. He reminds of- me of Yue. 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 They all um, basically go on this, to fight Naraku and defeat him. And so, yeah, that's pretty much what the anime is about. I love it. I and the reason it. we started watching it, by the way, is because we were trying to, like, show each other our favorite anime that the other one hasn't seen. Yeah, because I watched Cardcaptor Sakura. I love it. Yeah, I showed her Cardcaptor Sakura. That's my favorite, like, old school anime. And then she showed me Inuyasha. Yeah, so what did you think about it? I like it so far. We're not, like, anywhere near done, right? Like, no, where are we at? Like, like, 30? We're on 30, and there's, like, 100 and, like, 200 episodes, I think. Okay, so, so we have, like, a while. Um, but yeah, I really like it. It just gives you like that nostalgic feel. I love old school animation compared to new school animation. Like, I don't know why. I just like prefer like the Sailor Moon, original Cardcaptor Sakura, and Inuyasha. Like, so good. Love the animation. It just feels comforting. I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm... there's not a lot I can say about the plot yet because it's like so early on. But... Yeah. I think it fits too. Like, it doesn't have, it doesn't, I mean, there's action, but I don't think there's like, it's not like action, action, action. It's like they do things normal. And I feel like there's more action in the beginning to try and kind of hook you in. Yeah. Also, I think it's technically shonen, so they probably mm-hmm. were trying to do that in the beginning. But it has a good mix. There's romance in there. Yeah. I love it. Hate Kikyo, though. Yeah, hate Kikyo. Really just hate her. Nothing else to say. <laughs> oh, oh, our new favorite phrase to say, because they say it's kaide, but it's they say kaiede. Oh, yeah. In Japanese, it's they just say kaide. They don't put that e in there, but yeah. the English voice actors are like kaiede. So we say yippee kaiede now. <laughs> yippee kaiede. And she always says ye, which even when she was little, she's like, ye, do not pass. And everyone just talks normally aside from her. And I think it's yeah. funny. I'm glad that you like it too, like, because that's like my favorite one of like all time. Did I you think, think I would like it or did you think I wouldn't? I didn't know for sure like i like i was like what if she's just like listen i'm not trying to watch these old demons get cut up and stuff like if we watch like demon slayer i feel like you wouldn't like demon slayer but really i think i might you might you might like all of them i don't know yeah but because somebody told me to watch that i think it was tony he was like you would actually like i love the animation in it because it's so like pretty to watch yeah into their fight battles and it's not super long right no that one's well that was not done yet though that's the problem yeah but so I, I mean, I, there's a good time. I think the only one that I feel like you would not like to watch because it's so long. And there's even parts where I'm like, skip is a uh, bleach. Yeah, bleach in One Piece. I think I just missed that boat. I like Dragon Ball Z is the only one that I've seen all the way up through, just because I started when I was actually a child. So that's yeah. why that one's fine. But I wouldn't start another like huge one like this. Inuyasha is probably the longest one that I would do. Yeah. Just because I've always wanted to watch that show because so many people talk about it. Yeah, I won't watch One Piece or like Naruto. Yeah. Oh, 
And then I showed her Card Counter Sakura. That one was pretty long too. It was like 70 episodes. Yeah. Um, and we tried to watch the after one, like the clear card saga, but we just hated the animation so much we couldn't do they it. They played my baby father, Mr. Kitamoto. <laughs> Mr. Kitamoto is like the hottest man in anime. He's so hot. Hands down. And the fact that they played him like that in clear card, we couldn't continue. The only good thing about clear card was like Shadon and Sakura yes. coming together. I really liked it. I like, okay, so I will say I like bits and like i like chunks of sailor moon what i don't like is that how whiny usagi is as a yeah main usagi is very whiny for me because i know some people think that that makes her realistic but it's so funny in contrast to kagome because i think kagome is like oh at first i felt that she was too like not whiny yeah like that's like the stark opposite of usagi because she was just like okay with everything people are getting their head sliced off and yeah that's normal back then but she's from modern time so for her to just be like yep somebody's head's just gone like and it was just weird. going on the adventures like to save him and stuff and her always wearing that school uniform that does kill me explain that to me. me like it makes no sense i do think it's kind of cute though because like that's what he always like inyasha will say that he's like so like i want to be a great demon but always wants to protect her and that's how his sword works is because he protects her yeah i like that romance they're running off to go um fight naraku kasango like felt like she betrayed and she comes up under his hair and she's like don't worry inuyasha's a good person <laughs> but in card capture soccer and and i know that like usaki grows and develops as a character in general i haven't watched it in a long time but i feel like the difference is sakura though it's like a very like what's happening she kind of just takes charge right then and there like okay I have but not over this. the top she's no. not like kagome she definitely has her moments where she's like what do i do like i'm just a kid yeah like kagome is almost like too into it she's like yep i'm in it Got i think it. sakura is like the perfect mc because she yeah. has like all the best qualities from every side yeah I she's like, relatable i, I really really like sakura because she just like at first she's like doesn't know she has no idea what she's doing and she's freaking out but she still takes charge of it yeah. And then she like leans on for help. She's a really good friend. She's so cute. I love Tomio. Tomio's my favorite. And her mom, I love her mom. Love them. I love the whole beef between um, Tomio's mom and Sakura's dad. Yeah, I love I love the development between her and Shadon because because they are children, it's not this like grand, like whole like grand thing. Like in Inuyasha, it'll be a little bit different because they're old, like they're older. Yeah. Where in like same thing, like it's in, um, Sailor Moon. I love her in, in, is it Mamoru or Mamoru? Mamoru. Yeah. They don't know each other though. They don't even know that they know each other because um, he doesn't know that he's transforming for a long time. Yeah, one but I that, like their relationship. One thing I don't like, and if you've never read the manga and you don't know any of that about that, Mamoru is not in college in the manga. He's a t high schooler. He's the same, almost the same age as her. So I wonder why they increase the age gap. Because it is a little bit weird that she's 14 and he's like 21 almost. I think he's like 19, 20. So why, yeah, why would they do that? And they don't need to. Because that's one, not, the source material wasn't even like that. No, yeah, because like even though he wears his like normal outfits or whatever day to day, because it doesn't make sense that they have so much time that they can hang out because he's in high school. Yeah. And so they do until so she's like, I think a third year in high school or a third year in middle school. So it makes more sense that they can see each other. And he's like so into her once he figures out who she is and they have this whole thing. But it makes more sense that he's in high school and she's in middle school going into high school versus he's in college. Yeah. Because then he goes off later on to do stuff and like that's how you get the others like whatever. But I just don't like that. I don't think it's creepy in the way that they made it happen. Speaking of like the ages and stuff like that, that was one thing I wasn't sure that you like about Cardcaptor Sakura because they're technically in elementary school. So just saying that it's like, why would I watch an anime about people in elementary school? But it is interesting. Yeah. I don't think that it, that takes away from it at all. Like they're just, they're doing something in Japan school, Japanese school, in my opinion, versus here is so starkly different. Do we want to talk about Rika and Sensei? Oh my god. Oh, that's the, that's the one thing that a lot of people don't like about Cardcaptor Sakura. It, it's really not in the anime that At much, all. but in the manga, apparently, Rika, one of her friends, also in elementary school, ends up, when she gets like into middle school, she ends up marrying their homeroom teacher from elementary school. But the way they do it, I feel like in the anime, is that it's more like he's a parent that she has a crush on him, so she doesn't he doesn't crush her feelings. Yeah. And I think that's a better way. I don't know how I'd react to it in the, in the manga. I guess I'd have to actually read it. I just kind of read forums online. But and I apparently guess... there's only 15 cards in the manga too. Yeah. Which is interesting. Oh, but then doesn't, what's his face? Um, The guy that's from London. Eddie Oru and that yeah, girl Eddie Oru. are together. That's another weird thing. That Eddie Oru and what's her name? I want to say Miss Miwa so bad, but that's not her <laughs> name. Whatever, you know. She's the, the redhead. I don't know her name. At this she's a teacher head. as well. 
That one is weird. That one's weird to me, and I don't know if they like. Ex- <laughs> Why are you being weird to me? That's just how I feel. They probably explain it more in the manga, but yeah, because like I wonder. Oh, I guess too though, because it's like um, like Rin and Sashomaru are gonna end up together. Oh yeah, I've heard a lot. There's a lot of controversy about that online too. But at le- the only way I can say is that he doesn't go out of his way to be her father figure. He just is more of like the protector of her. Yeah. And so that's kind of it. But I guess the Eriodu one and her, like that one's weird. That one. No, I'm okay. On that note, my legs are getting super tired. Yeah, so, alright, so now we want to go over comments then. Do you want to talk about, like, how you felt overall? So how I personally felt, I was really surprised, not surprised, I think I was more worried, like, maybe they don't feel the same way that we do, but a lot of you do feel on the same page, and something that we thought about too, and we didn't even comment on, was that you, it is probably younger kids that are complaining about it not being free completely. Yeah, we ended up deciding to, like, because we actually said that, but we cut it out because we thought it sounded condescending yeah. to be like, well, if you're over 18, then you're probably not saying that. But a lot of people agreed with us that it probably is people under 18 that are complaining about pricing. Yeah. Um, um, some of the comments you guys made too, like you were saying, like, they said... Well, the reason why is that if um, I like gotcha is because then it makes me more apparent, like controlled myself because I know I'm not going to do it. Yeah, some people actually, because it's free to play, they they have enough willpower to feel like they won't spend money. Yeah. But it's funny, a lot of people that said that ended up admitting that they have spent money. So it's like, I don't know how the much that I, did, I didn't consider it now, it does make sense, is that when you play a traditional ultimate game, you're dedicating, like just like we said with the console games, you're dedicating the time to fall in love, to be romance, to feel all that. Whereas these gotcha games like Mr. Love, like Oh Baby, you're just playing at the time frame that you have. Like, I only have 10 minutes, so I can do this, level up, go and See, that's this. one I actually disagree with. I don't understand that one because for me, um, like, I guess I can get it now, like, hearing it again. Yeah. But for me, like, I... I don't have enough time for Mr. Love Obey Me and stuff like that. I tried to play, like, I couldn't even get through the prologue because it was just too long and convoluted. Whereas, like, a Voltage game or a game like ours, I can just read a chapter and, like, be good because that's, like, all I have time for. Or, like, half a chapter and, like, save, whatever. And that's fine with me because it's not such a convoluted plot that I need to get into the thick of it. Whereas I feel like with the other ones, it's like I'll forget the plot if I don't play it for a couple of hours to start off. Yeah, I think that it can go. I think there's just that the the opposite spectrum. I can see though somebody commented like I only have 10 minutes so I'm gonna play this little 10 minutes and they only have five chapters like in the Mr. Love that you can unlock in this moment okay cool now I'm done so I can think you can go either or for me if I have 10 minutes what I'm gonna do my my 10 what I'm gonna do for my 10 minutes is a game that I really really like yeah but I'm gonna get me. further in a game that I'm already pl- I don't know but that's it, just me I get why because if you have such a hectic schedule these games aren't so always I guess plot heavy all the time like they don't have a centralized I, I guess Obey Me maybe isn't as plot heavy, but for me, Mr. Love was way too oh, plot heavy. So I could plot-heavy. not get into that one. And then still with um, Obey Me, the prologue was so freaking long. Like, I I don't think we've ever completed the that prologue. That game turned me off. I turned that shit off. But somehow, like, like, that's the one that people were saying. Like, but maybe that one, because it does seem like the cutscenes in that one are very short. It's like a few minutes. Yeah. And, and the then you just pull a few cards I would whatever. say it's because they have side things you can do. So then there's the side stuff you can do that's not the centralized stuff, and it's like... It, I can go and see the little card and read the card little date and that's only going to take me two three minutes and I don't have to get invested in, into anything because it's nothing to it yeah or I can do the little dance battle level up as many times as I can right now and I'm not invested in the story and then sit down and do stuff later and that's how I personally see it I don't think that I like I don't like doing the dance battles or leveling up on like the producer things or the a3 I don't want to do any of that yes like, to me, like, that doesn't seem like a quick thing to me. And, like, I was on somebody's um, live stream that they were doing. They were talking about Genshin Impact. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but they were saying, like, those kind of games, they play hardcore. Like, she said she spent thousands, probably close to $10,000 on Genshin Impact. Nope. And she plays it full T, like a full video game, like, for yeah. all day long. No. $10,000? Yeah. Nope. Nah, not me. Not me, sis. But hey, if you have, you could do it. Do totally go. Like, there are some things I used to feel like I would probably go ham on. If I had the capital, I would go ham. If I had the time and the money, maybe? The I don't know. I would do it on The Sims. I would go ham on The Sims. Most yeah. of that free, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I would go, like. It's still one set price, though. It's not something where there's constantly, you're needing to purchase to progress. Oh, they're kind of getting like microtransaction, but that's like a different day for different Yeah, a different day. But, but something I would say, too, um, 
Yeah, when they were saying things like that, I, I get what you're saying because that does make a lot of sense for me. I don't want to do all of that. Like, to me, I mean? the only way to play a game like that would be to go, like, I can't just do 10 minutes of something that's so intense. I don't know. But that's remember, just like, me. in Ocean Pre when they'd have, like, these, like, little, like, concert event things, and it's, like, you if you play and get enough of the points in the concert event that you could get this SSR card until you're just playing a song, and the song's only a minute and 30 seconds, and it's, like, that's what people would say. Like, I could just do that yeah. and doing that, but it's, like... I don't want to play that song. That game was so boring for me. I quit. That game <laughs> there was no romance. Um, let's see, like, what we have. We have an interesting comment from Gamer C. She mentioned like she might only have twenty dollars from like a birthday gift mm-hmm. card to, so she has to choose wisely. And so then to fill the time in between when she can actually get a game, she would just play the freemium games. And that makes a lot of sense because if I only had a certain budget. Because you can't spend anyways, right? So it's like at that point. I'm going to get exactly what I want when I'm allowed to. And a lot of people also just mentioned like the guys are what pulled them in. Yeah. Like they just really, really liked their favorite guy and they just like want to spend time with him. And it feels like you are because they're constantly there. You're never running out of content with that guy. So even though you're not getting anywhere with him either, which is what turns me off from it, you're at least never stopped. Yeah. from continuing with him yeah so that's generally the general consensus of things that people were saying but yeah and so yeah that's kind of the video we don't have anything else that we really want to talk about right now what we asked a ton of questions throughout the episode so yeah let us know your answers your thoughts anything like that next video you'll we will be talking about our very favorite like my favorite ultimate game of all time which is dreamy, dreamy days, days in, in west, west tokyo. tokyo it's my favorite as well we're gonna do a full character rank for you guys but because we have so many thoughts on that it's easier to do it on the podcast versus yeah. a structured video one last thing before we go Wade doesn't burn. Wade and that's doesn't it. burn. He just doesn't. For sure. Want more Latte and Foam? Check out youtube.com forward slash at Latte and Foam. That's L-A-T-T-E-A-N-D-F-O-A-M for more videos featuring Kayla and Yana discussing otome, anime, manga, and more. And don't forget to check out our latest Otome game, My Love For You Is Evermore. Search Evermore on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store to enjoy.